Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 9th of November, 2022. Before we get started, your input matters now more than ever. With a $90 billion state budget on the horizon, we need your input. Email info at WPTonline.org. And between now and the next couple of months, share what your priorities are for this state budget. We can't take a position until you do. Info at WPTonline.org. Well, happy Wednesday to you, or maybe not so happy. How about just, it's Wednesday. <laughs> um, I don't have a, notes. I don't have real stories to talk about today. Um, I think just like a lot of you who are listening, probably just very surprised. What the hell happened? <laughs> exactly. Um I know a lot of people are bummed out. Um, I know a lot of people had a lot of high expectations uh, for uh, when they woke up this morning. Um, I know the results came in very late last night in a lot of instances. We still don't know some. Uh, So Joe Biden, I guess, was right about that. Um, Just looking at the state of Wisconsin, um, and I did send out an email this morning kind of giving my raw thoughts on, on what happened. Um, and I hope you had the chance to read that because I think that that's, you know, more than likely what happened. But um, just a moment ago, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson declared victory over Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Uh, he issued the following statement. The corporate media is refusing to call a race that is over. The votes are in. In all Democrat strongholds, municipalities are reporting 100 percent of wards are in and counted. There are some counties that have anywhere from 3 to 10% of the vote outstanding. These localities represent areas where we are winning by over 60%. There is no path mathematically for Lieutenant Governor Barnes to overcome his 27,374 vote vote deficit. This race is over. Truth has prevailed over lies and the politics of personal destruction. I want to thank my family and everyone who supported me and worked so hard to save this U.S. Senate seat. I will do everything I can to make things better for Wisconsinites and to heal and unify our country. So that's out from uh, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. It appears that he will win a third term uh, in the United States Senate. Uh, so that is a uh, big, big development this morning. Um Lieutenant Governor Barnes's campaign did not uh, uh, really issue a statement. They just said they're going to wait until all uh, votes are in and that everybody's voices have been heard. They have not conceded this race yet. So uh, definitely could be more developments. It wouldn't surprise me in this day and age if there are. So uh, keep your eye on that. Also, uh, over in the 3rd Congressional District, over western and part of central Wisconsin, uh, Derek Van Orden appears to have a four-point victory over uh, State Senator Brad Paff, um, who is a first-term state senator uh, over in the uh, La Crosse area. Uh, That's an interesting race as well, but after redistricting, it became a little bit more Republican. As you know, Ron Kine, longtime senator, did not seek re-election, so that was really a toss-up race. But it appears that Derek Van Orden is uh, going to carry that seat. Attorney General Josh Call will remain Wisconsin's attorney general. Uh, The votes yesterday uh, came out to him beating his Republican challenger, Fond du Lac County District Attorney Eric Toney, um, by just over a percent, about one. 0.4%, about 1,329,000 votes to Tony's 1,295,000. 
And just moving along here, the Secretary of State race uh, appears uh, <laughs> the incumbent, the, the state's longest serving incumbent, uh, Doug LaFollette, is leading with just over 5,000 votes with 99% of the vote counted over uh, Amy Loudenbeck, State Representative Amy Loudenbeck, the Republican. Uh, that's 48.3 of the vote to 48.1. Um, and so uh, multiple reports I've read said that's going to be headed for a recount probably. Uh, they're only separated by about two-tenths of a percent. Uh, and so... It is too close to call this morning. Uh, State Treasurer, it looks like with 99% in, Republican John Lieber uh, is leading his Democratic opponent, Aaron Richardson, uh, with just under 40,000 votes. It looks like that's going to be pretty tough for the Democrat to to pick up. Uh, And so... um, Pretty sure we can just say that uh, we'll have a Republican treasurer. Uh, we don't know about Secretary of State. We'll have Democrat Attorney General and a Democrat uh, uh, Governor. Um, you know, and I just—I'm not here to give reassurances to make fee- people feel better or worse about what happened. I understand there's a lot of feelings on both sides of the aisle. You know, a lot of people on the Democratic side of the aisle are upset that Ron Johnson's going to win a third term. Uh, he's been the boogeyman ever since he unseated uh, the beloved Russ Feingold uh, back in 2010. I know that shocked a lot of people at that time, and um, so again. Um, but what the hell happened? <laughs> um, I, I go back to that email that I sent out this morning, actually, and, and you know, and it, again, I don't want to just explain away what happened. But Tony Evers comes off as the nice guy. He comes off as somebody who's not political, not fighting, uh, not not being a firebrand with his politics, and and he does a good job at pointing out when the Republican legislature is kind of pushing him in one direction or another, or outdoing something that he might be trying to do. Um, and, and so I think that he's always been portrayed as this very nice man and he is a very nice man. Um, I'm not going to throw firebombs today and say he's not a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I, I, I personally happen to happen to disagree with a lot of his spending and a lot of policies coming out of his office. Um, that, you know, I mean, we have to have a working relationship with the governor's office as an organization, no matter who it is. Otherwise we can't work on things on behalf of you. And that's why I'm still here after eight years and most of our staff, because we care about getting things done for you. So, um, but, uh, Conversely, though, Ron Johnson has always been portrayed as the villain, like I said. So, again, um, I think that that really could be why we had a split ticket um, and people were comfortable with the incumbents. Um, Over in the assembly, they did not reach. It looks like they're going to get 64 seats. If they got to 66, that would be a two-thirds veto-proof majority. Um, And so um, it looks like... um, Perhaps Representative Don Vruink in the 33rd uh, Assembly District will hold on. Um, not sure. There's still over 20% of the vote being counted, and he's only down by 250 votes. So uh, really anything could happen over in that one. Um, and then also in the Senate, it looks like uh, if uh, Jeff Smith holds on to his seat, Democratic State Senator Jeff Smith holds on to his seat, it looks like uh, there will be uh, 30 uh, four members uh, on the Republican side um, of the uh, uh, the Republican caucus. So uh, in the Senate, uh, so the the supermajority is not happening. It looks like it'll come within two 
probably two seats in the assembly. If uh, the Republican leadership in the assembly can wrangle two Democrat votes to override Evers veto, uh, they haven't been able to do it successfully so far this whole past four years. And so um, uh, I'm not sure they'll be able to do it again. But, you know, if there's two moderate leaning um, uh, representatives, you know, anything could happen. It could be it could be crazy. But um um, and then one last thing I wanted to go over just shortly. I just got an email with the list of um, school referenda results uh, across the state. You know, it's referenda if it's plural, but people say referendums. But I, I was taught uh, in, in elementary school that it was referenda when we were talking about that in civics class. Anyways, um, looks like a lot of the big ones passed. Um, a lot of the big ones failed as well, though. 129 million uh, passed for Appleton, which is staggering. Adam's friendship, uh, failed, uh, $12,600,000 that failed. Um, another $5 million one failed in Athens. Another $1.6 million one failed in Athens. 10 million in Augusta passed. Uh, Bangor, 24 million, uh, just under a million in Belleville passed. Uh, I could go on and on through this list. 31 million for Denmark uh, authorizing general obligation bonds uh, <laughs> passed. Uh, Cuba City, $200,000 passed. Um, about $100 million for Eau Claire passed. Uh, so that's uh, just some very staggering amounts. And again, we've tried to do our best to talk to people about the amount of COVID money that these school districts got. And we're not against people choosing to raise their taxes for their schools, but where have these COVID dollars gone in a lot of cases? And a lot of school districts like Eau Claire, for example, and the Eau Claire City government, they don't tell anybody. So for, as far as we know, they could still be just sitting on $35 million and asking people to you know, raise their taxes. About $100 million in Green Bay passed as well, um, which was another really big one. $75 million for Holman passed. Um, 195 million for lacrosse failed. That's a huge, huge uh, number um, for the construction of a consolidated high school and renovations and improvement to the current high school buildings for conversion into middle schools. Again, 194 million dollars, 195 million dollars in new debt uh, failed in lacrosse. So that's pretty big news as well. You would think given their uh, ideology in that area and usually how they vote blue, uh, very blue, that that would not have happened, but it did fail. Uh, Middleton Cross Plains, $65 million, $88 million passed in Monroe, um, and uh, uh, the list goes on and on, $11 million in Oregon. Um, I'm trying to find another one here, $70 million for the Pulaski community uh, passed, Random Lake passed $30 million. Uh, $25 million for Somerset failed, uh, which is also kind of a surprise. Stoughton area passed $36.3 million. Um, so we'll just leave it at that for now. Um, these are these are pretty big numbers. Uh, Wanakee, sorry, one more. $175 million passed for Wanakee. Not surprised right outside of Madison that that one passed. So um, with that, there will be a lot of things unfolding throughout the uh, upcoming days and weeks. Um, WPT, though, is here to work on your behalf. Um, we are going to conduct, conduct ourselves with dignity. We're going to continue our relationships with the governor's office as it has been. We did see some great results in the last state budget. As you do remember, we worked very, very hard on that to the extent we could. And we're going to keep doing that. So um, with that, I hope you really have a great rest of your week. 
Uh, and as always, thanks for listening. And maybe one more quote. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, we do not have government by the majority. We have government by the majority of people who participate. And so I know every one of you participated and uh, everybody got out there and voted. Sh- assuredly, the people in Wisconsin Property Taxpayers uh, membership did so. And uh, I wish you a great rest of your week. As always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org join.